Welcome to Upstage Downstage with him, Richard Platt, seated in the upper circle. And him, Stephen Reed, typically seated in the cheap seat. This is the Theatre Podcast, where we discuss productions we've seen, things we've liked, and may not have liked, giving our complete unprofessional and non-biased opinions. So grab a brew, take a seat, and, and let's raise, raise that, that curtain. curtain. On today's episode, we'll be discussing Dick Whittington. We saw this production at Theatre Royal Nottingham on the 15th of December, 2023. TV favourite and panto legend Shane Ritchie leads the cast in the title role, and TV doctor and children's BAFTA winner Dr Range will play Spirit of the Bells. This production is by the world's biggest pantomime producer, Crossroads Pantomimes. So Richard, what's it all about? We join Dick Whittington as he seeks fame, fortune and happiness along his journey to become Lord Mayor. Can he outwit the evil rodent Queen Rat and free the city from her team of revolting rodents? Packed with all the traditional pantomime ingredients Nottingham audiences know to expect, this action-packed pantomime promises to be full of laugh-out-loud comedy, stunning scenery, beautiful costumes and plenty of boos and hisses. Boo! But first, our post-show opinion! A pantomime paved with gold. Oh yes, it is. Not just any old dick. So with all that said... It's behind you! (laughs) Oh no, it isn't. Oh yes, it is. (laughs) I think you'll find Dick Whittington is very much in front of me. So with all that said, let's... Set set the scene. Richard, here we are again, setting the scene for another show of Dick Whittington in Nottingham. Only this time... It's not one by the Playhouse, but it is one by Crossroads. Crossroads that's the one. Yeah, Crossroads. It is one by Crossroads Theatre Company, and they are the ones that did Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs last year. They are. Which we've also, um, which we've also reviewed in one of our podcasts, probably episode thirty-seven, thirty-six, or thirty-eight, maybe. Yeah, around that area. I don't know. <laughs> I have a feeling it might be. So would you like to set the scene? Or would you not like to set the scene? Or would you like to set the scene? Would anybody like to set the scene? Oh, no, you wouldn't. Oh, yes, you would. Speaking of would, let's talk about Dick Whittington. I like your comedy pause there. It's almost like you've you've, you've done this before. I know. Okay, so um, when you walk into Theatre Royal... What Do you mean the auditorium? The auditorium, well, you or know, it's got to say... where they get the tickets and the drinks. No, and when you walk into stuff. the main auditorium... Let's go, let's go for it. <laughs> um, we're, we're just presented with a, a proscenium arch of turrets and towers for a castle just to show that you're obviously in London, really, because this is set, set in, in the city, set in London set in town. City. Yeah, and you've just yeah. got the... I thought they were travelling to London. Or does it, does it not travel somewhere? No, because they're getting a boat. Oh, well, there we go then. He's on the there was tenders. a boat in the second half. Oh, this is true. Yeah. He gets banished from London. Oh, lucky for That's some. That's because he, he, you know, that we're giving the story away. Oh, that, oh, yes. You've just reminded me of what the story is. Yeah, yes, there we go. It's a very complex plot. Yeah, it's very deep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all I can describe is you've got That's Dick Sack on stage. Pardon, On a big, I, big painted uh, backdrop. So you've got a um, 
just a tied up a bundle of, of, of Dick Whittington Dick Whittington's <laughs> what have you got? belongings, really. Uh, mm. Which is the cliche thing. I the mean, classic um, <clears throat> bag, isn't it? Yeah, the classic bag. I mean, this will this this set is something that's been used before um, in another theatre somewhere else. So we're we're basically seeing Dick Whittington's set being used um, because Crossroads um, mix their productions across the country. So um, this Dick Whittington would have been in. I think it was in. Um, Either Glasgow or I was going to say before. I'm sure it yeah. was up north because well, the Scotland. yeah um, <clears throat> Snow White is now in Glasgow, so it's almost like they've um, they've switched them over, you know. And don't blame it's them. It's almost got... as if they've switched them over. It is. It's it? almost a bit. It's almost. It's not almost quite. a bit. They've gone to all this trouble to make different sets, and they're not just going to make a new one every time every year. It's very you know. clever. It is, isn't it? It's very yeah. clever. But yeah, so that it, it's really it doesn't show you the rest of the set because. Um, obviously, that's part of the pantomime setting. Really, you don't see everything at the first as you first walk in. No, absolutely not. They like to keep things hidden in a spectacular. <clears throat> and I suppose it's just one thing to say. It's all multicolored. It's very um, bright. There's a lot of LED color work in the in the sort of the edges and the the, the sides of the stage. So it, it, well, it, at it the end of the day, that it's panto. panto so yeah. it's colorful. It's glitzy. It's shiny. It's sparkly. It's joyful and. Everything you would expect from a typical pantomime. Yep. Now, when they do raise that tab, we are then presented by a huge set of... It's a village. It's a village, isn't it? Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, a colourful village of all these little houses and stuff. <clears throat> I was actually going to say um, a circus, but that's the other one. It's Cinderella, isn't it? It's bloody circus. Yeah, you've almost got the castle walls <coughs> and the... Um... And and the village in the background in the distance really and the frontages of shops. Yep. And then we are introduced to all the characters. And what can you remember about this production that we saw, Richard? Nothing. Bit like me. Nothing. I think really the opening scene was was basically an introduction of all the characters, as a panto would do, and um the first scene is the invasion of the rats where they take over the city almost. Yes, yes, with the Queen. With the Queen, queen yeah. Um, and, and Shane Ritchie plays the Buttons character, really, as in and every production there's always a, 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 oh, no, a silly not, no, Chester character. Well, he's Dick, isn't he? Yeah, but, it's, <laughs> uh, but he is Dick, but it's like... He's that, Dick, but he's the Buttons. He is the... It's the he's it's the that, but- It's that... Silly character because you've got it's the you know you've got the dynamic between the dame and him. Yeah, it's the really. character that you follow. Yeah, it's really. the character that you follow throughout the production. That they basically winds the cat the audience up, winds the kids up, gets the kids jumping about, gets the kids and uh, happy. Yeah. And, you know, because we all know the story of Dick Whittington. Um, do we? <laughs> do you? Do you know it? I can remember it, but then I'm thinking of the last one as well, the one in the playhouse. Yeah, um, it's all about looking after look looking after the money in the shop when yeah. someone sees um, and, and and looking after all the the, the, employment. the jewels in the in the um, and then they get stolen and they get stolen and they get but then the they dick found gets the blame it. yeah and then he's banished from the city banished from the city and gets on a boat and ends up the other you know miles away from London and then he has to trek back all the way back to to London and then defeats the Queen Rat yeah. And save the day. And then they have a party. And, also, and there's a wedding. And he falls in love as well, doesn't he? With he does. um, the princess. Yes, he does. Alice. He falls in he falls in love with Alice. Yes. 
and then they get married. Spiffing. Lovely. Now, we have already <clears throat> spoken about Dick Whittington when it was at the, the Nottingham Playhouse as well. And <clears throat> I think the only way we can do this one, because this is a second Dick Whittington that we're doing, is compare it to the Nottingham Playhouse one, yep. their version of Dick Whittington, but also the Crossroads production that we did last year, which was Snow White as well, and see how that fared. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I think that's the only way we can go about yeah, definitely reviewing this. Yeah. Because I think on the whole, I think you'd probably agree with me that this was actually a really good production yes. for, for Dick Whittington. Yeah, there was itself. a lot put into this one. Um, yes. And it did feel... Um... It, for me, it felt this one felt more superior to Snow White and the Seven Dwarves because of the way they handled each individual role. Yeah, exactly. So with this one... We had Shane Ritchie taking the lead, cracking the jokes, yeah. um, doing a bit of improv and interacting with all the other characters. Whereas the previous one, Snow White, had... Faye from Steps. No, I'm not thinking of her. Um, it was Joe Pasquale, that's it, yeah. Joe Pasquale. Now, on that one, we found that Joe Pasquale was taking over the show a little bit too much. And like the fa- the fairy godmother, she was underused, yeah. the, the cat... But um, even Joe Pasquale, his energy was low. You know, mm. we didn't feel that it was as strong as it could have been. Yeah. You know, one thing I was going to say is I didn't think Shane Ritchie did insert local place reference here, which he's done in a lot of panto scripts. There's a lot of panto scripts oh, well, where there's did, jokes. No, no, times. what I was going to say is, though, he did do it, mm. but it didn't feel lazy. Okay. Because in, in, in I feel like in Joe's, Joe's production... It was almost like insert reference to Nottingham, but not do your homework or know a little I see, bit more. Yeah, in and because depth. he did like St Anne's, he knew that that was he a knew it area. was, and, he, but he, and then he'll throw Beeston in, or then he'll say, but he didn't just, he didn't just do it without making it funny. He didn't just insert the name just because that's mm. what you do in a panto. It didn't it felt like he'd done some research and he was having a laugh with the audience rather than just, yeah, just doing it to. Make the laugh, yeah, cheap, no, really, and I think that's what I'm, that's where I was going with that. It's more, it, it it felt like there was more research because I felt like Shane he's been in a lot of pantos and done a lot of them across the country, and you can see why mm. because he does embrace the crowd well. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't just use his <clears throat> EastEnders link to to all the time to to make the laughs or. It's not. He's got his own comedy and humour in there as well. So, mm. so in terms of, say, the writing of the actual script compared to the the others, yeah. do we think it was improved? I think like, this one was improved. It was a bit faster, and there was a more for a lot of the characters on stage to do. Yeah, I think there was more. Yeah. The storyline was a little stronger than the, the Snow White character, mm. the Snow White story. To be fair. Yeah. Um, there's not really much we can go on in terms the, of the writing. I suppose one of the things that I don't know if was written or it was just something that Shane said, if it was written, it was a bit weird, was when Shane Ritchie kept acknowledging the dame as it's a man in a dress. Yeah. It got a bit too much. It was like, yeah, we know. You don't have to keep That's saying it. That's the whole it. point of a dame. It's, it's less of a joke when you keep saying the joke. That's the only yeah, joke that, that a... didn't work for me. Mm. It was like, we know that, but you don't have to keep pointing it out. 
Yeah. It was, you know, that that was the one that was a little bit like, yeah, you don't need to keep... But that know. kind of humour, you, you know it's a man in a dress because it's a dame. Exactly. They're supposed to be sort of like doled up yet ugly. Yeah, exactly. And, and butch or, yeah. or be completely... They're, they're meant to be elderly, older women anyway in, in the sense of, you know, as in... Mm. It's almost that. It's a caricature. It's a caricature. Of, no, yeah. So it's, it's, it's you know, it's the mother, woman, fig- yeah, mother figure. Quite. It's like in witches. It's the same sort of thing. It's the same, you know. But it just got me a little bit because I thought, yeah, it's getting old now. This joke is. Don't need to keep saying it. Yeah. You know, maybe once as a as a as a nod, but then the rest don't use it. You don't need to. You know. Mm. If you're going to do those kind of jokes, you would do a joke where it was more to imply subtly. Yeah, it's I mean? a bit like. Um, I've seen other pantos where they've done it cleverly, where they've well, they're not, I won't say cleverly. It's more they've they've not necessarily stated the obvious, but what they've said is enough to for the older audience to laugh because it's it's basically there's no way that man in the dress would would ever that's it. would ever it, have would, would that would ever happen, you know? It's, it's saying like, something you know, completely absurd. Yeah, and it, it and it's, yeah. it's 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 different. I think for me, it's like if you're gonna say it, you say it different every time, rather than saying the same line. Mm. And I think that's the bit that that yeah. got me more than anything. Yeah, it wasn't a catchphrase, but it was turning into one. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. If we move across to the direction here, mm. really, yeah, I didn't feel anything was out of um, like badly directed at no. all either. Every the, the use of space of the theatre quite well. Um, that. <clears throat> There wasn't that much dancing either, was there? No, like there had dancers on stage. That yeah, but they, it wasn't. I can't wasn't remember really... seeing a lot of. Remember in this one, there having were... a lot of dancers. Whereas the other one, Snow White, I think they did have a lot more dancing going on. Yeah, they did. They did <coughs> some in this in some of the village scenes, and then the rats danced at certain points. But there wasn't anything. Yeah, the rats were dancing, but they didn't do anything major. You know, they did some bits where they did scenes with Shane Ritchie or the Sally the Cook, where they did a few few numbers but they wouldn't they didn't really do anything oh well it was clearly forgettable for me then when sally entered through the boxes and and they were doing it they did a dance with her and stuff like that so. sally entered th- they built they built the pile of boxes and she came through the boxes do you mean the cook oh no actually that was shane Sorry, yeah shane, shane, i was gonna say shane, shane came through the boxes yeah but they did a whole number with the boxes before he appeared didn't they yeah i don't know if that was dancing or more Moving set. Movement. It was, really. Moving set to music. Yeah, more music and movement. I think directing-wise, I think... I feel that the cast were comfortable on this stage, and if they've done it before in another venue, it's quite useful because you know the the set that you're using. Hmm. Because I know that Shane Richie was in this last year, Hmm. in Dick Whittington, so he knows the whole shtick, really. He knows what he's doing. Um, as, oh, right, as okay. yeah, so Why he was in he... the he was in the same production last year, in a mm. different venue because that's when they moved the set round. They moved the cast with it. Yeah. So so it was actually the same cast. I think well, I don't know if it's all the same cast, but I know it was definitely Shane Ritchie. He's a star. Yeah. So it. yeah. So it's almost like once he's got a part as that person in that production, it's mm. it's easier to leave him. That's in That's probably that. why they were advertising it. Yeah. During Snow White and the Seven yeah, Dwarfs, exactly. because he was already yeah. he was already doing it somewhere yeah, else. I see. I suppose in a way, it's like take, having a safe bet. They know that they they've got already got some of the main cast that know what they're doing. Well, it's and good. They, it, yeah. it's, it's good as an actor, so you know you've got work next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, speaking of the actors, I think we there's nothing else we can talk about for the writing and direction. But if we move along to the acting, yeah, we can then 
discuss all the other extra little bits and bobs. Yeah. In that segment, what'd you say? Yeah. Moving on to our next segment, as we say we're here, here for, for the, the drama. drama. Right then, let's talk about the let's talk about the acting. <laughs> Compared to last year's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves with Fatosa and Jay Pasquale, when we said previously, or when I said previously that all the roles weren't evenly distributed, this show absolutely was. And it was nice to actually see that even Dr. Range the spirit of Bo Bells managed to be utilised quite a lot, whereas uh, in the Snow White, the uh, oh, fairy godmother, yep. she, I don't, I don't know why she was actually there at all. She had a few lines. She just popped on, popped off. I did, didn't really move the yeah, story it was along. Such a lazy part. Really. Yeah, it yeah. Was... That, that you didn't actually need that because Jay there wasn't Pasquale... really any narration or anything. <clears throat> no, no. Really, you know. Uh, especially if you're going to allow Jay Pasquale to sort of like talk over everybody and just steal all the lines and just, you know, just yeah, really yeah, yeah, exactly. be a bit egotistical all over. I think sometimes shop. it's easy to sit back and let Joe Pasquale do it because maybe there's an element of that in the last years. There you could know, be, but know. I suppose if you're an actor being paid as well, maybe, you know, you, you still want to do your bit. But, you know, but <clears throat> anyway, as I say, with, with Dr. Vange character, you actually did know that he was there. Yes, I suppose... It helped him being a celebrity as well, so he managed to get that part. But then if we look around, look along to the other characters, where we had uh, Anne Smith as Queen Rat, she lived her part excellently, although she doubled up. She had two parts. Yes. What was the other part? She was a fairy, uh, mm. like a mm -hmm. godmother mm -hmm. as well, wasn't she? No. No. What was the other one? That was Cinderella. Was it? Yeah, you're getting confused. I am getting confused, aren't I? Yeah, that was this one. Right, uh, yeah. Well, I know what Cinderella one is. No, but that's <laughs> no. She was the one that doubled up. She became uh, the mum and the the witch. Yeah, that's right. Um, and Emily Beth Harrington as uh, Alice Fitzwarren. She had enough time on stage as yeah. well. She she delivered excellently, as well as um, the Kitty Cat, Kenan Lewis Smith and. Ian Stewart Robertson as Sarah the Cook. Yeah, exactly. You know, so they all had their extra little... Well, they didn't have extra little bits, but they all had their time on the show yeah. to do what they needed to do. And it's like Dr. Ranger as well. They didn't. It's quite useful picking him because he's not just done Strictly, but he's done a lot of children's television. So he's got his own segment in like doing a doctor's thing as a for children's TV. So that actually... Is really good for the kids in the audience because they do know him yes. through doing that. It's not just about the strictly audience with the adults. It's mm. actually the children are watching him on CBBC and things quite a lot. So it's quite a good link, really. They'll see him more of a celebrity than Shane Ritchie. Yeah, you know. So that's quite yeah, a good, quite probably, good, good yeah. grab, really, to get mm. somebody like that. But I just um, I thought it was a bit odd having Doctor Range in the pantomime because I'm just assuming he's just like. A doctor, yeah, like Dr. Exactly. Hillary. Yeah, 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 Why on earth would, like, say, yeah. like Dr. Hillary yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, be on in a pantomime? But then but, with the Strictly stuff and then the acting, Well, I didn't even you know. know he did that. Yeah. I don't really pay much attention to that. No, well, that's why I did this dance break in the second half. That's, that was the whole... <clears> well, I know. get that now, yes. However, yeah. once I saw him act, I thought, oh, you've done this before, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You, 
And I'm sure he was in the last one with Shane Ritchie, I think. Or he was in another one in a uh, similar part of yeah. the tour somewhere else. Yeah, so. I thought he quite liked the, the, the glitz and the glamour yes. and the makeup and stuff yeah. going on. It's he, almost he, like he, he enjoyed that. He was used to it. Yeah. And some other notable performances would also be Ian Stewart Robertson as Sarah the Cook. Yeah, definitely. Because whereas Snow White's dame wasn't a standout-ish... Because of, um, as I say, Joe Pasquale taking yeah. that bit of role. And it also felt like a secondary role in the last Panther, yeah. in, in the last version. Yeah. Snow White, it was like, it was a weird, weirdly written production anyway, but it did feel like the, it was an underwritten part for me. In, in Yeah, the, for the Dame. For the Dame in Snow White. It was a bit, yeah. it was a bit pointless. Whereas this, the Dame it, really had a character. And yeah, part, you actually you know, felt the presence of, of this. Sarah one. the Cook was the Sarah the Cook you expected, you know, and that's. Mm. that's that's important. Now, if we compare this to Nottingham's um, Dick Whittington, yeah, obviously the dame in that production would have had a bigger role. Yes, definitely. Because none of them are so-called celebrities. No, I mean the well-known yeah, yeah, within yeah. the community. Yeah, definitely. Um, which you'd you'd know. Yeah, but Sarah the Cook is actually Nottingham. a in that production was more prominent. Yes. In in it, even compared to this, in a way. Yes. Yes. And you know that was it, and, and it was very obvious that. Yeah, but I think that's a production that's very script heavy, heavy in a good way. In some ways, compared to this, which is quite, it's quite a loose script. This mm. version, you know, yeah. but but the people on stage all had enough to do this time, you know. But I th- I think when it comes to the dame, I think I might stick my neck out and say that in a normal pantomime. You latch onto the dame, yes, because they're the ones yeah. that either drive the production forward, yeah, or the ones you sort of like. Well, they're re- part narrator and they're part, yeah, stop and start the production, aren't they? You know, yeah. It would be interesting to see a pantomime by Crossroads, for example, where they put a celebrity in the dame position and yes. see how far advanced that becomes. Yeah. Would it be well, the, similar yeah, to I mean, like, the, the ma- Nottingham Pantomime? Yeah, I mean, or, the main one to talk about <clears> is the Palladium. That is a Crossroads Panto. So that big version, the one the, the one they're doing Peter Pan in, that has got celebrities in as as the Dame. Uh, so yeah. that, but, but that, we, we haven't seen that to compare, but that's, no, you know, yeah. but that, yeah. that has got, you know, for example, even um, Jennifer Saunders is playing Hook. And, yeah. and it, you've got those, you know, it's it, that's where you'd see the references to see if it's a, a different style yeah. of panto because it's a bit like when Biggins is in something he stands out over everybody because of his panto prout yeah you know yeah what he can what he can do but yeah like you say it would be interesting to see because it I suppose over time we've known a lot of panto dames that have become famous for being panto dames. Mm. You know, at the moment, locally, it doesn't seem like there is as many that you remember the same as you would say the Danny LaRue's or the the, the Christopher Biggins style, you know, and, and yeah. Julian Clary and stuff like that. You don't necessarily see that now mm. locally. It's more about the main character as in buttons or, you know, or, mm. you know, it's interesting. Well, it'd be interesting to see how evenly they distribute the, the jokes and yes. the um, stage time to all the other characters. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think is where I was sort of more going to because if you just had a pantomime dame that was a celebrity and it wasn't the kind of uh, buttons or Dick Winton mm. role or whatever or the fairy to see how would it be as interesting or boring yeah, yeah, yeah. because you've only got, say like it was Queen Rat and the dame 
as the two celebrities. Yes. Would the story still go along? Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, because, because you haven't got the the famous person being Dick, or yeah, you haven't got because really, you know, your Dame and your Buttons character, for example, are your two that are your jesters. They your they your comedy makers mm. in the production. So you've got to have two strong characters, mm. even if they're not famous. They need to mm. almost mess up they're the ones that make people laugh on stage and off stage they're the ones that that break the seriousness mm. you know yeah I, i'm just thinking imagine if they had danny john jules as a kitty cat yeah and he yeah. did like red dwarf yeah, yeah. cat from red dwarf <laughs> you know what that would change the whole it would aspect yeah. because the cat in this crossroads version never i don't remember him speaking at all well it was an unspoken role but it, it was, was a bit more, weird it was movement yeah, but the movement and the cat in this one was far better than the cat in the National Playhouse yeah. one of last year. Yeah, although because that was I quite still, irritating. I still think it was underwritten not to give that part a spoken bit, even if it was mm. when nobody was around, when the rest of the cast was off. That's the point where the cat spoke. You know, it was like they could have sent it up as mm. made it more of a character than you've just got this cat that's doing interpretive dance really You're yeah not really you don't really know you could have gave that cat role something that mm. would have made the audience laugh in the quiet times or the bits where you needed to send it up even more yeah the unexpected really you could have had a little subplot that would have been quite funny really yeah with that it just but, felt wasted and, and also bit. i think um actually I, i'm kind of like picturing Danny John Jules being the cat now from red dwarf in this yeah i'm thinking all the times where you could be like being asked to mind the shop or whatever, yeah, or do yeah, exactly. Something. And he's there with the mirror looking at himself yeah, or whatever. Yeah, he could be yeah, yeah, yeah. Ch- chasing chasing something that I got nothing to do. They could with, have even or... they could have even had a, a torchlight on stage, and she, the, the, the the cat could have followed it round like yeah, it was yeah. like you know it could have been anything, even if it was Queen Rat to get the cat away from the area. Yeah, just exactly, get the, yeah. just start you know it, it could have just been silly you know get a laser pointer out just to exactly just, you yeah know, and yeah I think that's. That was the low bit for like me. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just feels... It felt like they'd, they'd underwritten it. it. It's there for Dick Whittington having a cat, but the cat was could have had a yeah, role. Compa- yeah, I mean, whilst I've said that they all got even distribution, let's not forget that he did have more physical yeah. things to do in the pantomime. But I think, there's, like we say, there are other ways you can do that cat and it could I have think... been little things that made the audience the kids laugh or the, it could have been yeah. something silly because yeah. sometimes something silly or funny can just be enough to give the kids a bit of a chuckle because there was some moments <clears> where it was a bit quiet because it was like we're waiting for something else to happen yeah. rather than because even in the uh, the nottingham playhouse um mm. production of this last year with with the cat that was slightly un- underused or yeah i, I think mean, they did that, one that number didn't they, where they, 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 they did a sing they where the, the cat did sing at some point, but I think it was. It wasn't as it could have been more. Mm, it's a, yeah. it's like a forgotten character that could have work. It could and, have a lot know, more. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, other than that, what do you think about the other ones, other characters? Uh, I must say, I thought the Queen Rat and Smith was just fantastic. Yeah, as I this thought one. Smith Very was great. like yeah. the stage presence of that one. Yeah, definitely. Emily Beth Harrington was good. The only the only issue I would have is there were certain moments where it's not really a technical issue to talk about massively, but her mic kept dropping not out. be dropping out, but also not picking her up. So I don't know if it was throwing a voice or it was what? like, and it felt a little dipped because of. But that. did you notice on um, 
last year's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, the same, same character. Yeah, exactly that issue. Even though that woman was a standing. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, whenever she went to sing, like the princesses, when yeah. they start singing, their soft voices. It was just you can't hear it was, them. It was almost like reliance on the mic to pick you up, but actually, you got to project. You need to, project, and it just yeah. doesn't. It, you can't re- rely on just just a microphone to pick that voice up. I think mm. you've got to almost perform if there was no mics there, so you can still, you know. And mm. I think that's where the energy dropped a little bit for me with Alice's role because I do think that dropped because of that. Yeah, a little bit. No, I agree with that one. Um, now, whilst we've whilst we've spoken about all the characters. Um, is there anything else you want to say about the Shane Ritchie role, the Dick Whittington? I just think he did a good job, to be fair. I think, you know, he's he played the character we expected. I mean, he was a little bit older than he probably should have been to be Dick Whittington. Well, the the publicity stills <laughs> yeah, make him uh, look very much photoshopped. Yeah, I'd like, yeah. There's, there's, there's no wrinkles on that on that face. But he isn't. Um, but I think he... He's he's proved his worth as a because I was a little bit apprehensive seeing him do Panto because I've seen some of the big names do those those roles and he stood the test of time to the sort of Brian Connolly's um, I've seen Ken Dodd in Panto and things like mm. and and the ones that have played buttons where they've done it for years and they know yeah. that role and I always go back to buttons but it's it's that is the role that that he was playing as Dick, really. And it's causing that chaos and knowing to push the cast a little bit further or it's the ad-libbing that he was really good at. And, yes. and that's not something you learn overnight. You can't you can't play with them and then pull it back and carry on. A little bit like that scene that... Um, where you, It's a classic panto scene where you have oh, all I those different music it. tracks. Yeah. And you have to ad lib that. You have to put different words in, and then have another bit with the, with another music, with another snippet of a song, or and it's all comedy. If you don't do that right, it's it just looks rubbish. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because they did it in the Snow White, didn't they? And yeah. I thought that was quite good, and I didn't realise it was probably something that the cross. And also thing, the Chinese yeah. whisper scene. That was brilliant as well. Where oh, he that's had to hilarious, keep, wasn't it? Where he had to keep running across and doing a uh, doing basically an ever increasing long paragraph poem to, to repetition, repetition of alliterating words alliter- yeah and and they had to keep going back and, and feeding the message back to Sarah the cork every time you were laughing because you knew it was going to get harder until one of them broke it was yeah. a competition for them on stage really yeah but you know it was engaging that yeah was. definitely yeah. you know just like the scene and we were talking about scenes now but Shane Richard was a very big part of this. Yeah. When they did, uh, if I wasn't in a panto, what yeah. else would I do? And yeah. I, I don't know if it was the same one in this one or something different. Um, did they do 12 Days of Christmas in this oh, one? Oh, that was it, yeah. It was 12 Days of Christmas. Well, it was 12 Days was, of Panto. 12 yeah, Days of Panto, that's it, yeah. yeah. And they all, they all did something different, didn't they? Yeah. And this is a scene where everything sort of like went apart. Yeah. Uh, and it's basically troublemaking between each other, really, because they've got to they've yeah. got to do the whole thing. And because you've got Doctor Ranch and Shane Ritchie, you've got them two sort of like haggling between themselves as yeah. to who can sort of like bring the house down the yeah, most. Exactly. Started with Doctor Ranch with the Finding Nemo, and then it was two Golden Smiths apples or something. Granny Smiths. Yeah. Granny Smiths. And then obviously the others come out as yeah, well. Yeah, and there was more items. And yeah. yeah, but then when it got to the five Golden Rings, it's like. Dr. Ranch was throwing this huge rope filled with rubber rings into the audience and presumably it was as if it was um, 
He did it by accident that he yeah. lost them all in the audience, which you know them kind of things are planned. Yeah, exactly. So then Shane Ritchie went off into the audience, had a bit of a banter with them to get yeah. them back, and then they did it again, and then uh, Dr. Vange lost them in the audience again, so we had, we had to repeat that again. And and as it kept building up into the 12 different things, with obviously you've got Sarah the Cook and the Queen Matt and um, the uh, Alice. Alice, yeah. Uh, yeah, Alice and stuff. One bit was where uh, Shane Ritchie grabbed the, the the fake light yeah exactly and that came off like yeah. he, he broke it yeah as well just because he was hiding this nemo thing for dr ranish to yeah. find and it broke and it. then he broke the set yeah yeah stage. and then yeah he was walking back and then the whole thing collapsed now the thing is in pantos you know they have those things that go wrong yes specifically always. to get you in on it and make yeah. it more funny but it would have all been rehearsed because what we saw when Shane Ritchie walked into the tab yeah so and basically they down, threw something right at the end they threw something for Shane Ritchie to catch yeah and he and, it, and he fell backwards he fell backwards the tab came down and then we saw all of the the, the rats and getting crew ready, members crew members all backstage as if they were getting in and out of costume trying to do a set change yeah looking at that and obviously you know it's fake because by the next scene they're not even there at all no and they it's needed that scene ready for the next one but yeah but it was a way to to do it in a funny way and actually they pulled it off because it's not easy to pull that off and it did come out of nowhere mm. but also Shane actually put effort into he didn't just stage fall into that curtain he yeah. he knew that if he threw himself at it and it comes down it's going to brace his weight and actually it was really funnily done he just he just dragged the whole whole tab yeah. down with him and it, it worked really well. And then he then he still sent it up even more by being stuck behind the, the, yes. the scores and you know And this happened in the second act. It did, yeah. And the only reason why they do stuff like this and also the twelve days of Christmas Yeah. It's just padding. It is. It's, it's a way padding. of just padding out the show. And they're my the favourite bits, very, to be fair. They're the funny bits. The plot is very thin. Yeah, it is. I mean really, that scene is it's it's a not it's a it's always a bit of a weird scene because basically you've been on a boat, you get chucked off the boat, you've got to go back on the boat. Mm. That's really all the scene's about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but to make it something because in other scenes that um, in another in the pro- last year's production we saw at Nottingham Playhouse that was done with UVs and fish swimming around yes. underwater. Yes. Whereas this one was just done with a the twelve days of panto where you mm. you're underwater doing. St- things but that's that's really mm. that's really where where you know each each different panto will do a different thing to yeah. do past time really but they're all generic and, and, yeah. and like another padding scene which they didn't do in this one but they would have done elsewhere is when they all get tired after walking in the woods and they sit down on this log yeah again it's it's those kind of scenes are just there for padding and yeah. comedy effect really now as we're still on the the actors Shall we now move across to the technical aspect of this? Because I think there's a few technical bits we could uh, discuss. Yeah. Oh, I just want to add in. Uh, one of the jokes that I did actually quite enjoy about what that um, Shane Ritchie said. Yeah. And I, I, I've always thought, I thought this. When he said, if you enjoy this, yeah, I've been Shane Ritchie. And if you didn't, I've been Bradley Walsh. Yeah. yeah which yeah, exactly. I always get them confused I, as I, well. Also, um, you, you brought up the other guy as well who, who, who said you did does panto oh uh, uh, brian connolly brian connolly yeah i yeah. always get them yeah yeah because yeah. they're up. all very similar all same sim- age same yeah. age men yeah they're all the same sort of comedians Ish looking yeah 
Yeah. You know, it's all that kind of thing. It's like even even going back, Ross Abbott was the same because he was the, mm. he was he used to do this role. He's been in. I've seen him in Panto. So they've all they're all there's a there's a certain like. I always used to get Ross Abbott and Brian Connolly mixed up. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all, and then mm. he's, he moves on to these. So you know. Yeah. There we go. But yeah, there was quite a few good good jokes in this yeah. one. Very much entertain more entertaining than the actual Snow White. Oh, that we had yet. Obviously, falls apart Snow- in my view. The thing is, with Snow White, you had Fade Tozier. Now, whilst she was a brilliant Wicked Witch, yeah, um, that I, was a re- Wicked Witch. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but the yeah, I, she, she when she performed the um, the songs, you could tell. Obviously, she's a singer, so she does yeah, what she exactly. did best, and yeah. that was brilliant for that. It's just unfortunate that like I, I a think lot of the, the writing cast, like, let it down the, like, the previous. Yeah, thing, yeah, that was really naff. It was just, it was just a. <laughs> It was a pointless Snow White, really. It just felt just felt low compared yeah, to yeah. other versions. Definitely. And if we compare this for the acting to the other Dick Whittington yeah. that we've done... I'd say it's on I'd, par. I'd say, I, yes, you know. I'd say it was on par as well. Yeah. Um, I, I'm always probably going to favour the dame from the Nottingham one. Yes, of course. Yeah. Because there's there's more to There's more dame. strength in that dame, mm. you know. Yeah. And obviously, these kind of dames... That aren't celebrities, you just see them for the great costumes that yeah, they do wear. Definitely. But the the playhouse ones always also do, you know, when they make their own costumes, really yeah. good. Um, yeah. yeah, they don't feel, as well. don't feel low, and they always low, have changes. Quality. They have as many changes as these kind of things do as well, even though they're probably more on a budget. So there we are. Moving on to our next segment, as we say, what the tech is this? Now then, Richard, I'm going to ask you something. Mm-hmm. What I would like to know is when Shane went flying into the the tab. How, how did, did they, they do that? How do they make it right? Come so down basically, without being like um, what you've got is you've got um, what are called quick clips on the top of the um, tabs where you can basically lock a piece of scenery on and it hold firmly. And a bit like the curtain rails with clips. Yeah, but similar. But they're actually um, they're they're based on weight. So when when you when they're weighted in contact, you can also have there's a few different ways. But you can have magnet points where you have strong electromagnets that hold it mm-hmm. up, and then they can release it by pressing it, and it will just drop. Yeah. Um, but there's also quick clips that lock over like a scaffold bar or a bar, mm. and when you pull the opposite, you pull the um, string on the back of it, it'll release. Yeah. Quickly, so it's a. It, it depends which ones they've used, because obviously I've not been on the stage. So, mm. but it'll be something on those lines where basically there's a quick release at the top across the top tab. Yeah. It'll hold it until it's needed. But when they when they when they catch something or when they, they, there's probably more to it than what it looks like. As in, mm. it wouldn't just be Shane pulling it down because the whole tab came down. Would, so would it know. be something uh, like would one of the tabs be magnetically? Touched to the floor, so he could step on it to They'd give the weight on. They'd be weighted. The 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 floor the the floor tab would be weighted, so there'd be chains in the bottom anyway. Yeah, so, so that, it, would, it, that would that would that would make him, sure you have to walk into yes, it and break yeah, it. Yeah. For, yeah. So, um, but they would have practiced it because they'd have oh, had to, they, oh, they, would they have, wouldn't yeah. want to rip it because they wouldn't want him to fall into it and not be able to use it again. Because if you're using it for for a month and a half, you need to be able to to mm. do it every night the same. So you've mm. got it's got to be done. 
done right, but there would have been people releasing something or some there'd have been there'd have been a release. But it was Ooh. done well because you wouldn't have yes. Yeah, yeah. It looked like he did it rather yeah. than the you know. And at the time when we were watching it, I was just thinking, what the hell's going on? There? Yeah, I, exactly. I forgot, yeah. obviously, because it's been a while since I've watched. Well, it's been a year, obviously, since I've watched the pantomime. Yeah. And I just completely forgot that they had those kind of fake things are yeah. going wrong with Adlib in this. Yeah, this yeah, isn't yeah. right. Kind of scenario. Yeah, because you think the play that goes wrong is the only happening. one that does stuff like that. But actually, well, I've never actually. We need to go what, and see that. Yeah, actually, we do. But, but what I mean is, do you think that those that production are, yeah. is the only one that does fake, false things mm. that happen? And actually, a lot of pantos and a lot of these well, sort the of audio really do really that, is know. padding. But it is. Um, I, I just completely forgot it in the moment. It's a bit like noises off into this thing set up to mm. fail. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm glad I asked that, just in case people need to know there you go. how they did that. I mean, the other couple of things I'd like to talk about, we haven't talked about the rat. The big no, king no, rat. Yes, I was going to come to that. No, well, let's come to that now. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so before I completely forget, just to set the scene, this was the very first scene with when the Queen... Was, yes. When um, um, Anne Smith came out as the Queen Rat. She comes out and then she's... Um, it was something about having to call on the great king rat, yeah, yeah, yeah. shall we say. And then he come out and I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, once the, the actual tab came up and this giant, huge rat, they literally, eyes, it was rat, massive. Rat, yeah. It was the size of a bloody double-decker bus. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. This thing coming out. Cliche. But, but it was. It was massive. Yeah. And lo and behold, it went out and into the audience. It did, yeah. Now. But. Oh, but before we move on to the next bit, I know which Stephen wants to talk about. Not necessarily. I would say that it was wasted. Yes, because we saw it once, and that was at it. At the very beginning, and that was it. it. It was like this big domineering rat is going to bring come on stage, and and then when you have the battle in the second half with the rats to fight back against the rats, you never see it again. So yeah, it's, it's like, a shame what's it didn't the come point? Back again. If we'd have mm. brought it back for the final like fight scene, it'd have been better because this just felt like. It was great, it was impressive, but it was that w- early that it didn't matter then. Yes, it would have been more impressive had it been in the second act yeah. and, and came in because um, you knew there was like a, yeah. a beast at the end. Yeah. But as you say, like at the beginning, it's like, yeah, great, okay. And then where well, was it at the end of it? Exactly. Mm. Now, we can now move over to how it was done. Mm-hmm. Oh, we might get two on this one. Maybe. How did they do that? How did they do both of that? How oh, did, did they, they do, do that? Well, it's it's really a cantilever set piece on wheels. Mm-hmm. As in, there's, you know, it, it's... I can only picture like a little, not a mini digger, but something... With it's still, yeah, it's almost like a, it's like a, yeah, and... it's like, it's it, it's pretty much a cherry picker. With an arm. With an arm coming mm. out or, a, um, and it's got hydraulics in it that basically mm. mean they can wheel it out. Obviously, you're not going to hear the um, reversing. We're now reversing beeps or anything like that. You just they've just took they've, they'll have stripped it of all. <laughs> yeah, of those but imagine, noises. imagine if That'd they did, if funny. they kept that on, yeah. right? And then out out got these through. like orange light bulbs yeah. at the back of the the king rat. Yeah, as it reverses in. white lights. You yeah, know, that and, would be quite and, funny. And obviously, the reason they didn't obviously use it in the second half. Is because the, the rat the was replaced set. by a um, by a double decker bus, quite cleverly. Oh yes, I forgot about that. So that that's why the uh, the rat disappeared because um, Dick Whittington had to they travel, the, yeah, travel magically back to London mm. on a double decker bus before the interval. Now the thing is, 
I completely forgot about this. And yeah. the fact that I said it was like, a, I wasn't, it wasn't spoilers or anything like no, that. No. I wasn't suggesting anything. I know, you were smart, smooth there. Yeah, but it was so, well, anyway. So yeah. yes, they got the double decker on this yeah. thing. And it came that actually came further into the audience. Yeah, that was, and that, that was quite impressive. Yeah, that was before the, uh, but, but interestingly, but, that also happened in Snow White. Yes. We had a car that yeah, came into was, the Yeah, I was going to say that. That also happened in Snow White. Yeah. So I think it's getting a little bit old old in the old sense of it's now. the same effect, even though it's a different vehicle. It's, a, it's It gets a little... And what I will say now is, spoilers, yeah. it happens in Cinderella yeah. in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we you know yes it's yes it's probably good a few years ago but now it's starting yeah. to get a little bit I, like did it not oh, all stem from um back to the future it's yeah it, the back to the future did it um and it it happens in the middle of that production um and I think people have seen the technology used now and they just want to do it again and I think that's mm. what it gets a little bit predictable when you've seen it more than once and I think yeah. that's the that doesn't help. You know. No. What uh, other technical things could you tell me? What do you think about the lighting and the sound? I mean, lighting-wise, it's it's as bright as a button. I mean, the whole point is it's meant to be sickly sweet in in colour. You know, mm. that's that's a panto for you, and yep. and that works. Cheerful, jolly. I would say that I'm pleased this one didn't have any digital screens or anything to go with some of the stuff because Snow White last year, it was just not... Oh, worth. that mirror, you mean? The mirror that they used that was an extra screen that appeared and took a long time and... It, to rotate. It, to rotate and rotate the same way. I think it was nice, refreshing not to have any of that. Mm. It was nice to just have a panto stage with us, with with characters and, and, you know, it was actually... Yes, I agree it was, there. It didn't need that extra. Because you could just get on with the plot. Then. Yeah, and I think that's well, what like it is. There's the... nothing that slows it down. You're no, not waiting what slowed, for something. slowed uh, Snow White down was uh, Faye just stood around waiting for this uh, mirror to, yeah, to spin appear. around. Exactly. And I think people forget that Panto is the same as a farce. It's the same as any comedy-based production. It's got to be quick. It's got to be fast. It's got to be fun. And if it isn't any of those, if something slows it down... You sounded just... like Desiree then. I know, I did, didn't I? you got to be, be bold. you got to be hung. Um, and I, I don't think, know the rest of the lyrics. Um, but yeah, I think I think it just it doesn't help any anything that slows slows a panto down. An audience gets bored quick because you've got a very mixed age audience, but you've also got an audience that don't go to theatre a lot of the time. And also, and not just that, you've also got an audience that are children and their attention span. They'll exactly be opening that. their crisp packets yeah. and sweets and all sorts. Well, so will some of the parents because some of the parents don't go to theatres. So they really they they, they're just as they're just as, as dis- get distracted very quickly, and the, and the phones will come out. Yeah, oh, God, and yeah. The, but but and that's why you can't afford for anything to slow anything down because you've got to you've got to keep it fast paced. Yes, you know. And it's it's easy to use fillers like special effects to fill ten minutes mm. of a production, but sometimes it's nice to not have that. And I think that's what this this felt. It felt more fast paced because of that. Yes, you know, yes, you had the odd odd element, but it wasn't anything major. I think the only thing that did slow it down was a bit of the padding with the whole, the whole twelve days of Christmas thing, because yeah. once you chuck the rings in the audience once, yeah, it's funny you get them back. I think doing it again or a third time, I think they only did it twice. But it just got, you know, oh, I'm going to roll my eyes again. You know, come on now. I think as well, they, they probably used a few too many in this version. They, they're padding them out in probably too many times. 
Mm. You know, if you just do that scene right and do it once, you don't need to do all well, these. Well, because of the whole song, you, um, and they had to do it fast, you couldn't really hear them actually doing it because they were arsing about, chucking things up, lifting it up, yeah. putting it down. And I know it's supposed to be funny and like that, but it was as if there was no attempt to You still need to, to hear it, and you still need to have fun. You yeah, still need I mean, to sing it properly. And, you know. Ten loaves of what? Three, three what's, lots of what? Yeah. I, you know, it, 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 yeah, it did get... Uh, what's it? Anyway, that's neither here nor there for the technical bit, but... Um, <clears throat> I don't know what else was is to mention for the technical. I think sound wise, the sound effects were good when they did the funny bits with the little snippets of sound, and oh yes, and, and those bits, you know, music snippets and stuff like that. You know, that was well rehearsed, mm-hmm. and I think that was that was nice to see, because it is easy to throw those scenes away. You've got to be quick and fast and make them fun. You gotta be bold. <laughs> Doing it again. You gotta be wiser. <clears throat> All right, Desiree. Yeah, so that's that. That for me is it's key? obvious that. Well, it's key, but it's obvious that it they'd spent time doing it, you know. Obviously, obviously, but it may be that they've used that exact same thing in the last last year's Panto when he was up north because it wouldn't have mattered. No, no, quite right. And now it's time for our rewind rewatch. Richard, which part of this production would you like to rewind and watch again? You know, for me, it, it was the uh, Chinese whispers scene <laughs> because that yes. just that was just it was even though it was a padding filler, it was just funny. I just like that bit. I mean, I wouldn't want to watch the whole thing again. I wouldn't watch it again. I mean, I'd t- I'd tell people to go watch it. Yeah. However, um, was the I think any scene with Anne Smith as Queen Rat? Yeah. If she's singing or, you know coming against one of the others because I actually quite liked her. Yeah. You know, I thought she was quite entertaining and she was very... Um, she drew your attention, yeah, I should say, yeah, yeah. really. Because I think, yeah, I mean, I like all the comedy bits, but because there were padding and stuff... Yeah, exactly. It was just... So that's what I'll say again. Just anything yeah. with the uh, Queen Ratting. Anne Smith. Moving on to our final segment as we say... Call this a show! Now then... Summary. Summary. <laughs> I think it was a good panto, and it, it harked back to some of the classic ones I've seen in my in my life, really. And I think it was not it was refreshing to see that, and that there are some well written pantos out there because you know even though the plot's loose, it was still funny. You know? yeah. yeah, I feel for this one. I feel like I've overdosed on Dick Whittington, and <laughs> sorry, I, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes. Well, you're a funny guy. Yeah. So I've seen two dicks now, and within the space of a year... <laughs> Look at you. And I've overdosed <laughs> on them. And this one... This one was entertaining, just yeah. as much as the other one. And I'll definitely... Uh, I'd say that this is quite a good crowd pleaser as well. Yeah. Much better than the Snow White. Yeah, Totally. But I think now I've seen two versions of it, two different two companies doing versions. it. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, well, yeah, Washington. two different um, theatre productions of it, as well as as well as the same company doing two different kind of pantos. Um, I think this one was the better one. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But I think this is this is it for me now. I don't need to see Dick Whittington again. I get the plot. I get I, I get it. There's only so much 
I can get out of it, and yeah, I don't exactly. think I, I, I want to get any more out of it. You know, so next Pantos, I'll see more of, or the old ones, you know, the other ones. I mean, Jack and the Beanstalk and um, Beauty and the Beast. Is No, is Beauty and the Beast actually? Yeah. Is it? Is yeah. it a Panto? Is it a proper Panto? It is, yeah. it is or is it just panto. a Disney it is a panto? panto? No, it's a proper Panto. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Mm, I don't know about that one. There's a beast everywhere. Or Aladdin. Is Aladdin? There is Aladdin, yeah. I don't know. I never felt anything. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we shall move to the scores. Yeah. Scores then, please, Richard, for Dick Whittington. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the funniest panto Sarah the cook could have cooked up, and 1 being a show even the kitty cat could have coughed up. What's it going to be? I'll go for a 7 out of 10. Ooh. Okay. Down the middle. It was good. It wasn't breathtaking. But it was good. Okay. I mean, for a panto, I thought it was uh, better than most. And I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a nice big fat round eight. Get you. Get me indeed, yes. Nice round eight. Chunky eight. So what sound effect will you be choosing from the following? A complete train wreck. Tumbleweed. An audible shrug of the shoulders. Uh A slow clap. A pleasant applause or a standing ovation. What will it be? I'll give it a pleasant applause. All right. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to give it a pleasant applause as well. Because it was. All right. So there we are. That's our discussion of Dick Whittington. We hope you found it insightful. If not, entertaining. Stay tuned as we bring you more of our thoughts and opinions on many theatrical delights in future episodes. If you'd like to get in touch, email us at upstagedownstagepod at gmail.com. You can always join in the chat to share with us your views of a production. Also, make sure to follow, share, like and subscribe to all our channels so you get every episode the second it's released. And we hope you join us again for another instalment of Upstage Downstage. One, two, three. Are we ready to go straight away? I'm ready. Are you ready? Would you like me to speak now? I could speak for eternity. Are you ready for my close-up? Oh, yes, it's a podcast. I think that's enough of your vulgarities. My vulva vulgarity. Are we recording? Can you hear me now? We are recording. Oh, good. Now, let's talk about Dick. This production is be... Bollocks. I almost did it so well there. This action-packed pantomime promises to be full laugh... Why is there a that in there? Who wrote this? Oh, I don't know. This action-packed pantomime promises to be full of... We join Dick Whittington as he seeks fame and fortune... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Already you've cocked up. (laughs) Well, it's about dicks. (laughs) We join Dick Whittington... Stop dicking about. We join Dick Whittington... Come on, Dick, sort it out. We join Dick Whittington as he seeks fame, fortune and happiness, journeying to become Lord Mayor. <laughs> journeying. That's such a weird... Journeying. Can I say on his journey? You can say what you like, just get it out. We, it doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> get it out. Oh, I do love a good journey. <laughs> journeying. 
we join Dick Whittington as he seeks fame, fortune, and happiness. <laughs> <laughs> we. St- what is he? What is he seeking? Happiness. <laughs> it's the greatest gift that I possess. <laughs> oh, happiness! <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, we join Dick Whittington as he sits. <laughs> I'm going to mute you in a minute. We join Dick Whittington as he seeks fame, fortune, and happiness <laughs> on his journey to become Lord Mayor. Can he outwit his it? Can, can he outwit the evil rodent queen rat that... <laughs> Oh god, this one's going to be hard. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, the double entendres. Where did Dick go? Come on, tell us about it. Dick's hiding. Where's he gone? He's in the tunnel. <laughs> For happiness. Richard, I said all that in one. You did it. It's not like you. Oh, hurrah! Hurrah! <laughs>